Hello. Hi. Hello, Abby, and hello, everyone. Yes, hello, everybody, and hello, Michael. Welcome to episode six of Made with Melanin. We are chugging along. Chugging along. We have six, uh, what's, what's, what's a good... Like six number. You know what? Six is actually a bad number. Anyway. Yeah, let's not focus on it. <laughs> anyway, we have we have so much to cover. We have so much to do. We have so much mm-hmm. to talk about. It's true. It's a lot happening. You went to a whole different country this week. I went to a whole ass other country. This is true. <laughs> I um I went to Ireland with my mom. Uh, my mom has never traveled internationally and, uh, it's something that she has wanted to do. And then she saw me doing it and was like, well, I can do it too. Yeah. Which is like, (laughs) like, it's weird to like inspire your mom. Like, it's just like a weird dynamic, but it's really cool. Like, I'm glad that I was like, you know what I mean? Like I've been looking up to her my whole life and like she was, she was looking at me like, yeah. So. Well, he did it so I can do it. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that right out. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, so my mom and I went to Ireland, uh which was uh, her choice because she's always wanted to go to Ireland specifically to see castles. That is my mother. She loves we uh, we jokingly call her black Irish, which is disrespectful <laughs> to the Irish. <laughs> but um she just she loves Ireland. She loves Celtic music, she's like obsessed with like Lord of the Rings. Not Lord of the Rings. Um what was it? River dance. Oh, oh my goodness. Lord of the Dance. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That was great. Oh that was great. Yes. Um oh. My mom, uh, she was not even like down for the culture like that. My mom like saw some movie with Hillary Swank and like was like filmed in Ireland and my mom was like, Oh, that's cute, I should go. And she like <laughs> held on to it for years. Wow. Um so we went and the first few days we were in Dublin and she was like, eh, it's a city. And then we finally got out into the country. We saw the castles, yeah. we saw the beautiful farmland and the little cottages and the brick roads. She loved it. Um Aww. I loved it. It was so beautiful. Um it was just, like indescribably beautiful. Like I just like I, I saw people it was beautiful and I was like, oh, everything was green and lush and and like but it was just like I can't. Like, I just can't. Like, everything <laughs> was just so vivid. Everything was so lush. Like, it was just, there was just so much beauty in, like, like everything. You know the just, color green, it's, like, amplified. By right. It's just like, no, no, no. You haven't seen green until you've oh. seen these green hills oh. rolling along next to the Atlantic Ocean. It's, it was just, I just couldn't even, I just... You, you know, I mean, I live in New York, which is just, like, filthy, and then, like, um, <laughs> you know, New York, I mean, Chicago's not a dirty city, but um, it, I had just never seen just, like, raw, beautiful nature like this, and I was just so oh unprepared. Uh, that sounds so nice. It sounds actually really relaxing. It was. I was talking to my mom about this. So when I choose vacation destinations, I choose, like, other cities, like Tokyo mm-hmm. and Paris and London. And, like, when I go, I'm, like, ooh, all buzzed and amped. And then I get back and I'm, like, ooh, amped. And, I like, my vacations are fun, but they're never really relaxing. This mm. was so relaxing. This was just, like, a week of just, like, because in Ireland, everything closes at, like, 6 p.m., that's all that's perfect all their stores <laughs> the only, obviously not their pubs but all of their oh, all of their stores yeah. all of their like offices like everything is just like six they're just like done like everyone's just like done and so like the whole tempo of the of the country the whole rhythm is just different it's just slower um 
and it was just like really relaxing. It was such a nice trip, and it was with my mom, which was so nice because um, it's your mom. <laughs> it's my mom. I love my mom, and so this trip inspired uh, our topic for today's episode, which is yes. moms, moms, moms. Um, <laughs> so moms is the episode this week, and we each talk to our mothers, and mm-hmm. we will we'll check back in with them in a minute. Yes. Um, so tell me, Abby, what did you make this week? Why, wait a minute, stop, wait, 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 how are you? Hello, sorry, I just spent like five minutes on Ireland. It's fine. How it's, are you? It is whatever. What I am... is new and exciting? <laughs> I'm fine. Um, it's my day off, it's always my day off when we record, so uh, I've just been chilling. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. I, uh, I started doing um, Whole30. Which I was like just about to bring it up. A contradiction Please. to my entire life. But uh, last week, last last episode, when I was like, hey, I haven't had a vegetable in a little while, I, I started to really think about that. Like, hey, you should probably uh, address that. And um, so I was trying to figure out, like, obviously just ways to eat better. Um, but I thought Whole30 would be kind of a good reset button. It's only a month. It's not yeah. it's not a lifestyle change, which I went on a rant on on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, it's I feel like it's doable. And you are basically just trying to eliminate triggers from your life, like gluten, soy, um, mm-hmm. legumes, grains and alcohol, which is a little more difficult than I thought. Um, but that's I also it's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it is like you can't have what dairy. does that leave you with? You can't have dairy or anything. Um, oh, boy. I know. It's like, what does that leave you with? So like coffee my coffee everybody knows me <laughs> that if i am making coffee it's 90 percent cream and 10 percent coffee um which in reality it is it is honestly more like 50 percent cream and 50 percent coffee which is still a lot because in a cup of coffee usually 10 percent of that is maybe maybe cream mine is a smooth half um and i just i love cream it makes everything better uh so yeah having, <laughs> having coffee with almond milk First of all, the coffee is like a dinge. It's literally just like a dingy <laughs> color. Um, and it just makes me really sad. It's not terrible to drink, but it just, I just have to drink it fast. <laughs> so I don't look in the cup and I'm like, this is devoid of joy. Uh, otherwise, it has not been bad. Um, <laughs> it's devoid of joy. <laughs> but otherwise, otherwise it's not fine. bad. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I get to eat a lot of fruit. Um, I eat a ton of vegetables, like vegetables that I didn't think about eating um, before. So I've probably had more vegetables in the past three days than I ever have in, <laughs> in the past like two months. Uh, so I made um, these coconut date rolls. Basically, they taste like they're like a healthy almond joy um, for when I have a sweet tooth. They're frozen, so they kind of coconut chew. date rolls. I love dates when we know how you feel about coconut but um are they just is that just is it two ingredients it's uh coconut uh flaked coconut unsweetened um slivered almonds and dates and you just pulse it all together in the um food processor and it really it's like a lara bar basically lara bars are like dates nuts and whatever else so they have like apple pie or cherry pie or cashew cookie but it's basically the premise of it is dates um the base of it is dates so it's it's good actually I like it because I like I do like coconut but if you've never had a lar bar get the cherry pie lar, lar bars they're super tasty if you're just looking for like an unsweetened naturally good thing it's really good. Um, lar bar is that a type of bar or is that like a brand? It's a brand of like bar. A... So like okay. Cliff bars, lar bars, RX bars. Okay. Cliff bars okay. have sugar but lar bars don't. So 
They're okay. gluten free, vegan. You would think they're sad, but they're not bad. <laughs> okay. What did you um, make? Was, did you was make that anything? was that like what you made this week? Yeah, that was my. Okay. I've, I I've sure. meal prepped so much this week, like so much food, um, more than I ever have in my entire life. Nice. Meal prep is no joke. I think that is honestly the secret to Whole 30 success because if you don't prepare, you're like you're stuck. Um, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like meal prep. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's tiring. No. But, yeah. yeah. But it is. I think if anything. Um, so, so helpful. It is. Truly. Because I'm just yeah. grabbing stuff from the fridge and going. Instead of thinking about like, well, now I'm I'm too hungry. So obviously I'm just going to get Harold's. Uh, right. Which right. Is what happens a lot. <laughs> or like getting McDonald's on the way home because I'm starving yeah. from work or something. Yeah. So. yeah. No, having access to the to the to the right choices makes it so much mm, makes it easier to resist. Yeah, uh, you know, giving into those emotional triggers. You know, like oh, this day was so long. I deserve Harold's. Yes, or I deserve mm. a pint of Jenny's ice cream. Right, which I feel like and, I always deserve. Yeah, um, but good now or I'm, bad days. <laughs> true, but now I'm actually thinking about my food choices and maybe what causes those triggers, which I've been trying to figure out my whole life. So whatever. <laughs> It's a lot to unpack. It is. It is a lot. But, um, yeah, I've been following, obviously, your meals and your uh, meditations on your your story, which, Mm. and I appreciate that. Like, I really appreciate the the introspection that Whole30 provides, even if I can't give up sugar and dairy like that. It's really (laughs) difficult. Also, my brain is super fuzzy today. I feel like it is in detox mode from the sugar. The sugar withdrawal is real. Yeah, it is. The sugar withdrawal is real. Um, the, yeah, it's, it's, sugar is a drug. It is, it, I feel like it is a literal drug. Because um, I, I've, for the past two days, I've been fine. And today, my brain was like, listen, if you're doing this, we're not going without a fight. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> right. What was the best thing you had in, in Dublin? Lamb stew. Whoa! I I had a lot of very um very good uh like hearty simple food in mm-hmm. Ireland mm-hmm. um uh like fish and chips with yes. amazingly fresh fish um so much bread and butter because oh. the butter is just it's like yellow like fluorescent yellow but not because of like added dyes and chemicals no, just, because just because oh. the cows are just they're happy grass and they're fat happy cows That's... and they make <laughs> Fat happy butter. <laughs> That's Carrie Gold's like slogan. They're like happy cows make good things. I'm like you're so oh, right. <laughs> and there's just Carrie. The Carrie Gold butter is just like everywhere in these little packets. And even the non Carrie Gold butter is good. So, oh. um, but the best thing I had was this lamb stew at this little pub in Dublin. Um, and it was just so hearty and so rich, um, but not like heavy and like disgusting. Just like really flavorful. And mm. it had lamb. These big. Big ass potatoes um, and some carrots, uh, some other root vegetables, mm-hmm. um, and there was just something about the broth that was—I um, don't know. Sometimes with like uh, red meat broths, they can just get too bitter, or um, it can be bitter. N- not maybe not bitter, bitter, but like just you know, the flavor just—it gets a little too dark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The flavor just overdevelops, maybe burnt. But yes, um, I know that you know what I'm talking about. Hopefully, people at home know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, but this was just, it had a, 
um, a complex flavor and it wasn't bitter or burnt. It was just really round and savory. And just, oh my God, I'm mouthwatering thinking about it. It was Same. so good. So, <laughs> I so did good. not have it in my mouth. It's like, why? <laughs> and I mean, like, again, it's like stew is not like a sexy, you know what I mean? Like, no, stew is very, it is simple food. But what, that was like a crusty hunk of bread. Like, yes. I'd put oh. out for that. <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> Um, so I ate really well in Ireland. I did manage to bake this week, though. Um, you were so intense. Because when I came back, uh, my mom and I came back to New York on a Friday, and then she hung around an extra day. And um, the, the next day, well, actually, she hung around two extra days. Okay. And then that first day, she was here, obviously. And then I also, there was a housewarming for a friend that I couldn't go to because my mom and I had plans. But mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to, you know, because I'm me, I wanted to send a cake. <laughs> you were like the best. You're just the best. <laughs> no one deserves you. I do, uh, oh, my goodness. I, I just want to send a cake. Okay. I just want to send a cake. Who does that? <laughs> because I really, I wanted, you know, she's a, um, you know, she's a dear friend. I wanted to go to her housewarming. Oh, um, you were so sweet. And I just, I felt bad that I couldn't go. So I sent a cake. I actually felt bad because it was a kind of a simple cake. I made um I made a caramel cake. And it was delicious. I know it was delicious. A simple caramel cake? Can you please stop? <laughs> but I mean, it was not, it was not a, it was not a thunder-sized production, I guess I should say. Did you make a pound cake or a regular, like, fluffy? I just, no, I made a, a regular yellow cake. Okay. Um, and then I just did, uh, I used... Cook's Illustrated, like, simple caramel frosting recipe, which I think it involves heating um, butter and um, brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And then you whisk cream, uh, you whisk cream in, so you get your caramel. Mm-hmm. And then... The, do you whip uh, it up? Yeah, so then you do that on the heat, take it off the heat, whisk in your vanilla, and then within the hot mixture, you whip it up with uh, powdered sugar. Nice. And it comes out uh, at first really nice and fluffy. And then after, you only get like a 10-minute window before it kind of sets. Okay. Um, which is always a struggle with me and car- uh, caramel cake. Uh, just like that like caramel window. It's a very small window. It is. Um, and like Cook's Illustrated, they're pretty good about uh, accounting for that. So like they give tips. Like if it hardens, you can throw it in the microwave. But... Um, it was, it was okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I sent a caramel cake, and then my mom was here, and um, she was throwing a little, you know, she was, um, what is the word I want? Uh, pouting. She, my mother was uh, pouting because she didn't get a cake. Oh. So, I ha- so, I had to, so I had to make a carrot cake because that's my mother's favorite. Well, she did come all the way to New York. This is true. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, carrot cakes are easy. Um, I use uh, Alton's Brown, Alton Brown's recipe and everything is, it's one bowl in the food processor. Super easy. Yes. Yes. Alton's got it. Um, Alton food processor, throw it in there. Use vegetable oil. You don't even need, um, you know, to, to bring your butter to room temperature. Um, butter, eggs, or not butter, sorry. Vegetable oil, eggs, flour, obviously your shredded carrot. Mm Mm-hmm. Cinnamon, I think a little nutmeg. Very, very basic recipe. Um, and uh, cream cheese frosting, of course. Oh, yes. My mother loved it. And uh, I made a like a 13 by 9 tray. And she made me cut it up and pack it for her so she could take it all home. 
Yes. <laughs> which was which was you know her right that was you know it's true um nice. yes so that is what i made this week nice you are very ambitious when i come home i just crash real hard well i was just so relaxed from ireland i'm telling you i was just the most relaxed anyone has ever been <laughs> Moms episode. Mom. Moms. We, uh, we both talked to our own mothers uh, without any mm-hmm. real, you know, we were just like, hey, moms, what's up? With a general, like, what's your advice? Mm-hmm. Um, we can start with your mom because uh, she's fresh in okay. my mind. Okay. Um, so let's all listen to Abby talk with her mom. Yes, she's uh, she's she was really nervous for this, which is weird because my mom was like, I don't know, but she didn't know what I was gonna ask her. I was like, Mom, tell about food. Right. Like you don't have to think. She's like, Okay, but she was like, If you could see her, she's like sitting up really straight, oh. um, and like very attentive. I just she's so sweet. I love her. I'll put her in a box and carry her around with me. But um, yeah. So I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> my mother is awkward um what would be your number one piece of kitchen advice or if or just kitchen advice i would say <clears throat> i would advise anybody who's just starting to cook to work with what you have um not be not feel like you have to do you feel like you can't do anything because you don't have a ton of equipment or a ton of experience. Mm-hmm. Use the equipment that you have and do what you know how to do well. And as you build up your confidence and your skill level for the things you know how to do well, then you add on equipment and you add on recipes. That makes sense. When did you start cooking? Um, when I was about 13. I uh, I started with cookies and things like that. When I was, I made I made brownies from scratch. <laughs> and brownies is not a thing that, at least not my mom, made for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read the recipe wrong and it said half a cup of sugar, and I put in half a cup of salt. Because the two ingredients were right below each other. And I misread it. Yes. <clears throat> but how, it was clear how when I ate you? it. <laughs> I was about 13. Okay. Because I'd be like, as a, like if a, an adult would be like, this does not need half a cup of salt. <laughs> I, I didn't. Didn't ring a bell. I didn't know. <laughs> I get it. Uh, you learn. <laughs> so we learn from our mistakes. <laughs> um, do you like to bake more than cook? Or does it... Or cook more than bake, or does it go back and forth? Do you love them both? I like them both. They both have their places. Yes. It's different. It's a different gut for each. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar, but for baking, it's you have to follow the recipe. Some, um, at least somewhat. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't follow the recipe when I bake if I don't have 
the ingredient, but mm -hmm. I know how to make a match for the missing ingredient. And it doesn't change the and chemistry. And it doesn't change the, you know, something that works with the chemistry of the baked goods. How do you, I've been trying to figure this out from you for years. How do you make it taste like you want it to taste? Like you're just like, I just want it to taste like clouds. And so I added this and it tastes like clouds. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like you, you just grab stuff. Is that just from over, over the years, you know what spices will do to a recipe? Um, I think that's probably right. I really think a good cook is a good eater. And I don't mean like um, a glutton. Mm -hmm. I mean a, an eater who has um, a, a good palate. Yeah, um, you understand. E yes, that you've... Um, I don't know how to explain it. Because there are a lot of... Like my mom, she didn't, she didn't um, have a very cultivated palate. Mm -hmm. She because they had limited things. They had a farm. They ate what they grew, which um, is great. Yes, <laughs> and when they didn't have, uh, when they ran out of what was in the garden, they you know, they ate, ate what yes <laughs> yes. So, but I do believe it, it has something to do with um, what your palate is used to. So I I actually like for sweet potato pie. Mm -hmm. I go after the taste of my mom's pie. But how do you know when you, I mean, I know when you, I know you know when you reach it, but how do you know what you reach for to reach it? That, that is just from experience. Oh. You know, what, you know what vanilla does, you know what nutmeg does, you know what too much nutmeg does, yeah. you know what too much cinnamon does. Yeah. So you just kind of inch up on things and just you really, you just inch up on things using, you know, the ingredients, you know, are called for but but not overdoing it because you can't take it out once you put in too much that's real Ugh. <laughs> i think that's the hardest part for me is like how the heck how <laughs> and you never make anything the same way twice so it's like writing down a recipe for me was like well this is going to change next week i'm like well great <laughs> you know, honestly food changes that's sweet, real. sweet potatoes <laughs> aren't always as sweet so you might need a little bit more sugar. So telling me, telling you to put in this much sugar is doesn't won't work for every pie. It's all, always different. True. Same for pie crust. If it's humid outside, you won't need as much water. That's true. It, it's very. It, you just have to be intuitive about it. Yes. Which I don't. I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> I don't think I'm there with a lot. Uh, <laughs> you you are definitely getting there. I mean, you know what pr flavor profile you're going for, yeah. and you do go for it. You have, I feel like you have intuitions that are just that of a of a chef, basically. Because you know how to do stuff. You know how to, like, put red wine, in, I've said this before, put red wine in spaghetti sauce when no one told you to do that. Actually, the first time I did that, I was 16 years old, and I don't know where that came from, but my mom never did. See? <laughs> she, she never did it. I have no clue where that came from. I mean, it is something, it is the thing to do, but mm -hmm. southern cooks don't use, at least, and from my mom's generation, didn't use red wine in their sauce. And you didn't read it in a magazine or anything? No. That's crazy. <laughs> um, like, there are hard things that cooks, well, there, there are things that cooks will try like for me, my first thing was biscuits. I it took me years to because I overthought 
the process. Mm -hmm. My mom never made biscuits from scratch. We always had canned biscuits and we love them. Um, and why I decided to try to make them from scratch, I do not know. And you still make them from scratch. Yes, I do. But the first, oh God, it was, it's maybe three or four, maybe five years of trying to cook biscuits was horrendous. <laughs> Hockey pucks that I never served to anybody, but I treated it like bread. You, oh, yeah, you can't yes. overwork a yeah. biscuit. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Um, yeah, but finally I got the hang of it, and it's like I, I, I now see everything that I was doing wrong, but I didn't quit. Do you have any life advice? Well, the what I <clears throat> what I said about cooking using what you have is, is a good piece of life advice. That's true. Um, I had one mixing bowl for... Many years. <laughs> um, it was a great mixing bowl, but that's all I had. Mm -hmm. And I'd wash it out and continue to use it. And when I could get more, I did. And But it didn't stop me from cooking. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say, I can't make this because I can't make a pie and a cake and a, because I only have one mixing bowl. I just washed it out in between each of the recipes and kept going. And I think life is a lot like that. Mm -hmm. um, you can't look at what you don't have. You have to work with what you do have, and you're guaranteed success. I think that's a, 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 the opposite of that, I feel like, is a millennial kind of view where it's like, well, I don't have all of the money and all the resources yes. and all the things, so I can't do you know this thing that I want to do. Yes. Because uh, I've been there. <laughs> yes. um, but. I think a lot of people get stuck there, so it's not unusual or a bad thing, mm -hmm. but it's just on how you look at it. If you want to do something, and I really wanted to cook and make those things and make those recipes, I wasn't going to be limited by the fact that I had only one mixing bowl. Mm -hmm. I had a mixing bowl. That's great. I can use it. Great. I still have it. Um, and you, I used it, but you could limit yourself in life with, you know, oh, I can't do all that. I don't have, well. That's real. <laughs> yes. If you could open a dream something and have it be whatever you want, would it be, would it be a restaurant or would it be, I don't know if you, I don't know if you would get stuck in a bakery. Um, like if you just had whatever you wanted, what would you do? I think I would do, I'd like some place where people could come and eat and restore themselves. So a bed and breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, I like maintaining an environment that's restorative and peaceful. And nourishing. Yes, <laughs> and I like providing comfort food mm -hmm. for people. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean always mac and cheese and stuff, no, but, but food prepared well. Yes, and it's that it adds, it, and... it adds to the whole experience. You mm -hmm. have a wonderful place to stay. You have a nice meal. You have nice grounds to walk on. With good ingredients. Yes, and... yes. Sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> that that would sounds be, great. That would be my dream. We have to find Stars Hollow. And then we'll, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Uh, well, thank you for coming on. You don't ever have to listen to this if you don't want to. <laughs> I, I probably will do just that. Okay. <laughs> great, great, great. <laughs> well, good. Bye, <laughs> mother, everybody. Yay. <laughs>I, okay, first of all, I love this use what you have advice, both like in the kitchen and in life. Like, that is real. So profound. Like, it is. Yes. <laughs> she was like, I had one bowl, and let me tell you about all the things that I made. <laughs>
and I I don't even know. I feel like I do know which mix and bowl she's talking about. I think I, I think know. I know what it is, but it's just funny. I, I just I, it is simple advice, but when you're cooking, it's like you don't have to be complicated if you don't want to. Just do what you got to do. Use what you got. Yes. And I think I think that prevents a lot of people, especially our age. And you, I know you brought this up. I think it prevents people from even like attempting. They're like, I think it prevented me from attempting yeah, a bunch. <laughs> I think it's, it's easy to watch, like even like it's to watch Ina right in her ridiculous mm-hmm. barn in all her pots mm-hmm. and pans and be like, <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't even know what some of these things are. Like I can't make muffins. But like if you listen to Ina's message, right. like, exactly what your mom was saying, you just need the bowl. You know what I mean? Like, you can do it. You can make mm-hmm. those muffins. You can roast that chicken. Mm-hmm. Use what you have. That's it. And and eventually Loved you'll it. have more things and then you'll be even more successful. But you have to, it's like you got to start somewhere, basically. It's the adage that everybody gives you. And they're like, I don't want to start anywhere. Um, so I just bless her heart. Bless her heart. Also, when she was talking about... Um, Wanting to open a B and B, which is which is I, I talked about, we talked that. about in the first yes. episode. I, I just I love that like... she framed it as she wants uh, she wants it to be some a uh, place where people can heal. Like that was beautiful. Just... That was beautiful. <laughs> it, oh, it was a balm for my soul. I just but that's also the reason why I would want to do it with her because we are aligned yeah. in that. That's why that's why I like babies so much. <laughs> that's why babies find me. That's why dogs find me because they're just like, you're one of us. I'm like, I know. Um, <laughs> I just have one of those weird healing spirits. But so does she. I love it. I I feel like that moment just like explained so much about like you, like my understanding of you as a person. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, okay, get it. Like it totally. Once like, <laughs> a lot, a lot of things like clicked. Once people meet my mother, they're like, I get you a lot. I'm like, I know, right? It's but we're the same. <laughs> But in, like, a beautiful way. Like, yes. just, like, that, like, generosity of spirit is just, like, oh, it's that be. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I also loved that you um, you kept, you were, like, but how do you know? And she was just, like, right. I just know. <laughs> yes. I'm, like, dang it. <laughs> and you were, like, no, 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 no. But how do you know? <laughs> I need an answer. <laughs> I've been trying to figure this out my whole life. And she will, because she doesn't, she doesn't know how she knows. Right, it's right. Like a gift. So I'm like, please, please. <laughs> it's like, it's like trying to prove that you're real. Like, it's like an existential, like, what? Like, how do you know that you know? But like, <sighs> yeah, she was just like, you just know. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Not terrible, but. Um, <laughs> I love, no, I but love. real. Your mom, your mother, like, it's just so obvious. Like, she knows her shit. Like, she just knows. She's, she has a, she and my grandma have a very knowing hand in the kitchen. And that's what she likes when she watches cooking shows, like, Mm. with, like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to my grandma's house. She's going to make biscuits or something. Um, She just, like, she's like, oh, that that lady knows her hand. Like, she knows what to feel for. But she has been cultivating that for herself her whole life. Game respects game. Like, yes. (laughs) Your mother is not here for, like, your mother is not going to sit down and watch Rachel Ray. She's not here for these 30-minute meals. I already know it. I already know. No, she does love Ina Garden because her her recipes are tried and true and tested. Right. Um, she also loves America's Test Kitchen, but she is like a mm. PBS cook show lover. She, those people have been on those cooking shows forever. Yes, they absolutely know what they're talking about. Yes, and she likes them more than than Food that, Network. That absolutely not, makes a, sense. Because Food Network is like a fad. It's like, you know, celebrity chefs, they have their own personality. Right. Um, and the recipes are good and she's gotten a lot from it. But like, 
she knows if she goes and watch Jacques Pepin, he's mm-hmm. been doing that since he was 14. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're like, you can't get any more legit. No, this is true. Like Food Network, I mean, you know, obvi- with obvious exceptions, like Ina Alton, mm-hmm. Nigella when mm-hmm. she's on. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of them, they're on the Food Network so they can sell their cookware line. Seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, this orange knife is really cool. Right? Like, you can pick this baby up at Walmart. Um, whereas, like, the people on, <laughs> on PBS, those are chefs who are like, I'm just here to roast the chicken. Like, Right. Like, I just really enjoy cooking all the time. Right. Like, I've been doing this since 1979. And I know what I'm doing. They just brought cameras, but I would be doing this anyway. Right. Like... So. Jacques Pepin is like he's just there in that like in that studio like deboning chickens every day. They just like film it. Like they just fil- yeah, he would just be doing that. Yeah, legit. Exactly. Um, okay, I want to get to your mom because this was so beautiful. Okay, so <laughs> all right, um, you can everyone can now listen to me and my mother, who we had just spent like eight solid days together, so mm-hmm. we were kind of like out of things to talk about so our conversation just kind of just like meandered all over the place but but i loved it it was perfect it was perfect okay have a listen enjoy so on our very first episode i told abby about this magnet that's in your kitchen and it says this kitchen serves all four food groups microwave frozen fast food and canned do you know the magnet I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Where did it come from? I don't know. I picked it up somewhere. But I feel like that magnet is like... Exactly how you were fed. Yeah, it's like 100%. <laughs> I'm blatantly honest, Michael. So that was exactly how you were fed. Okay. Now, when you were growing up, Grandma cooked every day, right? Every day. But she didn't like it, right? Nope. Because she still doesn't like it. Nope. My grandparents have been married for 60 years? 55. 55 years. And my grandmother said that she cooked for the first 50, and now it's my grandfather's turn to cook for the next 50. Every day she cooked. Every day. She hated it. And I think that's why I rebelled against cooking after working all day long. But I did it. Simple, three-ingredient recipes nothing like you that was always your limit right was three ingredients three ingredients i could do it enchiladas was tortillas the hormel chili with no beans and the cheese one two three and we made them in the microwave yep after i put it all together i heated up in the microwave i think you're the only because you have three sisters and they all cook like tia Mare, she cooks very well Oh, yeah. Well, that's because she was raised... Anyway. But even Tia Bonnie, when she wants to, she can cook. Right, but she doesn't have any need to because she lives alone. Now, Tia Lala... And Tia Lala cooks. Like a crazy... Right. Like a crazy... Like a true Mexican should cook. Tia Lala cooks. What does that mean? Like a true Mexican should cook? Because she makes everything from scratch. She can make... um, Pozole, which takes a lot of ingredients and a lot of time. A caldo I can make, even though it has a lot of ingredients, it's just slow to make. Caldo is soup for people who don't know. Yeah, caldo de so Beef soup. Beef soup. But it's just water and vegetables, right. and you throw it in a pot, and it's really easy. Right. But you have to throw the vegetables in at the right time, otherwise they fall apart. 
meat is real important to make sure it's soft. So I can do that on a cold Sunday if I'm doing nothing else. But yeah, I'm a crock pot cooker. We did a lot of roast when you were growing up. Those were always fancy. Yeah. Those always felt fancy. Yeah. Did a lot of roast where the veggies were in there. You loved vegetables, so there was never a fight with you on that. So beef and vegetables. Uh, chicken, I didn't know how to cook very well. I did make chicken and rice, though. This is true. I did. But we always had store-bought tortillas. I cannot make tortillas. And nor do I take that as an invitation to learn. <laughs> but I guess... <laughs> If all your sisters, I mean, even, I mean, even if they don't like it or even if they don't want to do it, they all know how to cook. Yes. But you just never learned. I know how to cook, but very limited dishes. Like I'll whip up a lasagna now. This is true. You do but make a I very do good not, lasagna. Yeah, but I do not make the sauce from scratch. I'm nothing like you. I will buy the sauce. I will buy the noodles, whereas you would make the noodles. And... I wouldn't make the noodles. That's ridiculous. Okay, I would well, make the sauce, though, yeah. because sauce okay, is well, very Okay, well, I'm easy. not going there. I'm buying the nearest can of Prego, ready-made uh, uh, pasta, and the meat. That's easy. Throw it in. I know how to mix ricotta and Parmesan, and I'm I'm there. When grandma was cooking for you guys, did she make everything from scratch or did she, because no. she, when this was the, like the sixties or seventies, this was like the age of, um, shortcuts, right? Like this was right. like Jell-O was really big and like Cool Whip was just invented. Grandma gave me a stack of her old, um, like parade magazines and Woman's Day and Good Housekeeping. And all of those magazines are all about shortcuts. Right. So grandma was not a make everything from scratch kind of woman, right? Because one she didn't like to cook, and two, she was cooking in an age of, like, food technology was really booming, right? Right, and she only made beans from scratch. That was the only thing she made from scratch? And rice. And tortillas. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> All the made okay. ingredients, So, like, though, the Mexican things. Right, so beans, rice, and tortillas were always from scratch. We didn't have store-bought tortillas, because Grandpa didn't like them. Um, but... The food, she, you know, peeled the potatoes and made the meat. Yeah. So that's the other thing. But the beans, no, that maybe she was. Well, we got into the cans of beans, sorry. <laughs> but Grandma was not, because Grandma worked all day too, right? She worked, yes. Even day. when you were little? Yes. So she was not sitting at home in her pearls? Nope. And then making casseroles every night? Right. So dinner was always about what was quick? Yeah, but you do it every day and it becomes quick. Pork chops, potatoes, and beans. Uh, rice and chicken and beans. Enchiladas and rice and beans. And then we, there was three of us, so we did all the cleaning. So any messes she made, she was done after she cleaned. We did all the cleaning in the kitchen. So, but it was basically the same thing. She never made lasagna. <laughs> she never made anything out of the ordinary. And on Fridays, we had McDonald's. Just like when I was growing up on Fridays, we always had pizza. Right. What? Okay. So what do you think my favorite dessert in the whole world is? Your favorite? My favorite dessert. Oh, now we're talking about uh, cakes and stuff like that. Like if I have, like if I'm on death row or whatever and I get like my final meal, what am I choosing for dessert? What do you think I would choose for dessert? Chocolate cake. 
close. I would choose a Duncan Hines yellow cake with the chocolate frosting from the can. Oh, I used to make those. Because you used to make those. <laughs> you're absolute. that's as close as we got to a homemade cake. Yes, you're absolutely right. And we used to put it underneath the Tupperware cover. To keep it soft. Yep. So those cakes are still, I mean, you know that I make fancy cakes. Yes, you do. Crazy cakes. Beautiful cakes. Beautiful cakes. But all those cakes, I mean, they're fine. They taste delicious. But in my heart of hearts, my like true cake is a Duncan Hines yellow cake. Really? Yeah. It was like my favorite cake. Like when I want a cake, I, that's what I make. And then I eat it in shame and nobody knows. <laughs> Why in that's shame? That's not true. <laughs> you should eat it proudly. Now I know. I'll buy you a Dunkin' Eyes. No, no, no. You don't have to do that. Because it's like, it's Easy. like a special thing. Like you only made it. For birthdays. Every, no, I don't remember you making it for birthdays. Grandma. That's how grandma made cakes. I remember you making it. I don't know. It always felt like out of the blue when you would just decide to make one. Because for birthdays, you would buy a cake. Right. And we'd have a... Theme. My birthdays were always a big celebration. They were always themed. And the cake was always appropriately themed. It was a sheet cake from Jewel or whatever. But it was like... It had the right character on it. The Power Rangers or Mickey Mouse or... Right. Batman or whatever. But I feel like Duncan Hines Yellow Cake, it was like... I don't know if you were having a bad week and you were like, well, I'm going to make this cake. No, I never baked when I was in a bad mood. I had to be happy if I baked. <laughs> Even the box cake, you had to be happy? Yep. Okay. I, cooking does not make me happy. <laughs> like it makes you happy. It just doesn't. It's not my happy place. It just was, if I had something to do, if I had a taste for it, and just got it, just did it. So there were times when you did cook, and that was like Easter. Later, after Grandma went back to Texas, Thanksgiving. Right. And those always felt like huge pains in the ass to you. Oh, they were. Because the scary thing about it is if you put, let's say, for example, Thanksgiving, and you put the turkey in the oven and it's ruined, what you, that turkey just took six hours to make. What happens if it's ruined? What do you do? So you always have to have a backup plan. So we always had a ham. This is true. Or we always had a roast on Christmas because if you screwed up the turkey... At least you had the roast as a backup because I had the roaster. I learned how to use the roaster, which was nice and easy. Again, slow cooker. That's me. A I do not like standing cooker. over the stove. And um, so the turkey was always tough. But you guys started getting more and more difficult as you got older because you wanted things from scratch. You and Mallory wanted, you didn't want the the vegetables out of a can you wanted frozen fresh vegetables and you were talking all of us were looking at you like you're crazy because all of us learned from grandma which was cans of vegetables <laughs> potatoes yes we made those by scratch but then i found instant mashed potatoes that fooled everybody and the older you got those fool nobody <laughs> first well they all. were good they didn't have lumps. But the older you got, you and Mallory just got to be so much more demanding with, I want it from scratch. I want it from scratch. And you guys never took into account that Christmas was the worst time for me. And it was very difficult to spend that one day trying to make everything from scratch when the very next day you had to go back to work. It's a lot of work. Which is why we then bestowed the duty on you. But then you moved to New York. <laughs> I don't think I ever remember asking you to 
make anything from scratch because I knew that you didn't cook. You guys wanted the stuffing from scratch. You insisted, so we had to learn how to do that. Stuffing is cornbread and vegetables. Stuffing is the easiest thing to make yeah, okay. from scratch. All right, so stovetop. <laughs> All you do is you make cornbread and you crumble it and then you throw in a bunch of vegetables and then you bake it again. It is so easy. And stovetop, you add hot water. Voila. <laughs> Yo, you can't. How did lasagna come about? I just remember one time there was lasagna and that was like, I freaked out. That was, what's his name's favorite? Oh, you learned how to bake for a man? I did. Or I how did. to cook for a man? Yep, that's why I learned how to make lasagna. That's really funny. The things you do for love. <laughs> <laughs> so now everybody likes it. DJ didn't like... Um, the ricotta, so I take the ricotta out of his, but now he eats it when he was younger. He didn't like the ricotta. DJ is my younger brother. Yes. It's going to start getting warmer, and I am going to make lasagna, and I will make caldo. You mean it's going to start getting colder? Colder, colder, right, 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 right. That's the only time I really like to cook, when it's cold outside. That's true. No one likes to cook when it's hot. No. But I love barbecue, but not when I barbecue. You I'll prepare barbecue. it, but I don't like to barbecue you just don't like to cook no it's out of necessity that I cook <laughs> I don't know it's just funny that you don't you don't get any joy whatsoever out of cooking I think you do it I think you said out of necessity what are you asking me do I avoid it yes <laughs> yeah I, yeah I don't know I'm just one I'm just it's funny how I get upset when I go too long without cooking. Upset? Yeah, like I just, <laughs> like I really hate after like a busy week and all I've done is like order takeout or eaten fast food or I was just like reheating something frozen. I don't know, I just, I crave something fresh. I crave something that I have made specifically. Like we just got back from five days abroad and I spent this entire morning baking because it helped recenter me. It really helped. Yeah, you got a lot done cooking. I made a caramel cake this morning and I made a carrot cake because you're here and carrot cake is your favorite. Yes. Um, and so I spent the entire morning in the kitchen and it was wonderful because it... Energized you somehow. Yes, it helped At least that's what I center me. It helped get me back into what feels normal for me. But you don't feel that. No. You don't, ever miss, you don't ever miss the kitchen. You don't ever miss the kitchen. I miss baseball. That doesn't have anything to do with food. Well, if you're talking about things I miss, baseball. I would love to see a baseball game. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. I'm trying to think what I learned from you from the kitchen. From me? Yeah. I don't think if I learned anything from you. Um, you tell me how to make pancakes, although mine are never as fluffy as yours. Even when I use Bisquick, I just can't. They just don't. Mine just, they never have the same fluff. Um, you were the one who taught me how to dredge things. What is it? <laughs> dredge? <laughs> That's when you make the chicken tenders and you dip them in the egg oh, and the flour. Geez. That whole process is called dredging. I learned something today. 
Yes, yes, um, yes. Clean as you go. That was an important one that I learned conceptually, but I don't practice it. No, you don't. Okay, so if you had to give a piece of advice, like your number one piece of advice for the kitchen, what would it be? Be careful what you feed your children. Teach them good habits. Um, I wish I would have baked chicken more. I wish I would have roasted more chickens with less salt. I wish I would have stayed away from the quick fixes because it was easy for me. I wish I would have incorporated more corn tortillas instead of flour tortillas because, you know, we got to have tortillas. Uh, Less bread, less butter. Uh, All of these things are good things. Why would you want less of them? Well, in moderation. In moderation. Moderation is for the feds. Because if I look back, everything I made was very starchy. Yeah, that's because carbs are good. Yeah, not all of them. They taste good and they feed your soul. (laughs) Not all of them. Okay, so your number one rule for the kitchen is moderation. Yeah, clean as you go. Definitely clean. Clean up. So your number two rule is clean as you go. Yeah, clean as you go. Because you never like, you just want to relax after you eat and having to get back in the kitchen and clean it all up. But I'd rather clean than cook. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd rather cook than clean. Yep, that's why when you're over and you're baking, I'm fine cleaning. Okay, wait, mother. Okay, so... This, you actually gave me, like, the best life advice ever. And it is not really kitchen or baking or food advice, but it involved an A-plus amazing food metaphor. And what was that advice? Can I say why I said it first? And you can cut it out later, <gasps> right? Yeah, right, so let's talk about why business. I said it first. Fine. Okay, yeah, so you, you were in business. sort of a funk with a relationship that you wanted. And I told you that a lot of people carry a lot of baggage and there's a lot of things going on with them and because you like baking so much I was trying so hard to give you advice and I said Michael you can't be the ingredients to someone's cake you can only be their frosting you can't do it for anyone else nor can anyone be the ingredients to your cake and vice versa it's both so they can't they can't fix your your your, your ingredients making you you being the cake is all about what you make yourself out to be the person that comes into your life is going to be the frosting to your cake. They can only add to it. They can only add beauty to it, but they can't make you happy. They can't make mix up those ingredients that makes you happy. You already, in other words, you already have to be happy. You already have to have a, your, your cake already has to be made. Right. Your cake and the ingredients that makes you, you already has to be there. A person can only be the frosting on your cake. You can't frost a cake that isn't done baking. You can't frost a cake that hasn't been leveled and chilled appropriately. Right. I see what you're saying. Yes. You can only be the frost. Somebody can only be the frosting to your cake. They should just bring joy to your life. They should be the finishing touches to your cake, but they can't be your batter and your everything that makes you you. You have to, in other words, you have to love yourself first. You have to love who you are. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? That's <laughs> well, what RuPaul always says. Which is true. And you have to make, so all your hangups that you have, all your how much sugar to add in your in your world, how much sugar, how much salt, how much baking soda, how much flour, how much sugar to add, that's all up to you to add to your life to make the perfect cake. Then you can go out and seek the perfect frosting. And that's all that person can add for you is the frosting on your cake. They cannot be your batter. They cannot be your core, your cake. 
Are you all listening? And this you is can't do amazing. that for anyone else either. You can't. In other words, if they've got issues, you can't fix their issues. They got to fix their batter. They got to fix their cake. You can only add joy. In other words, frosting to their life. <sighs> that was like so profound and <laughs> it's amazing. And I try to remember it even though I don't ever put it in practice. Okay. Thank you, mother. That was beautiful. Love you. Love You're you welcome. too. <laughs> I know that was like all over the place no okay because I'm like this kind of made me cry a little bit (laughs) because it was just like it was very she loves you I mean obviously she loves you so much but she's just like she just has a really sweet nature just to talk to and to listen to yeah um and she just she, her advice at the end was like, oh my God. The best. Right? Like, oh <laughs> my best. God. The first time she said it to me, it was just like, she just like blew my entire like mind. I just like, she said it, she said it a couple years ago the first time. And I just mm-hmm. like sat down and was just like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like I had just been like handed like a key to the universe. You know what I mean? I was just like, whoa. Oof. I'm pretty sure I'm going to tweet that. It should be like, just a cake. Looking for my frosting. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, like, uh, this was the first time that she and I had really sat and, like, expanded on it. Mm-hmm. And just like, I love everything she said about it. You know what I mean? She was like, you just, you have to make sure that you're baked, that you're cooked through, that you're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's true, though. Like, if you're, okay, it's, <laughs> it's hard to say that, like, everyone's going to be, like, a whole, complete, beautiful cake to present <laughs> to somebody. Right. Um, because everyone has their own stuff, but you also can't. Like she said, you can't assume that the other person is going to complete your ingredients. Right. Like, you have to have those ingredients already within yourself, and they're going to add and embellish onto that, and you are going to do the same for them. And that's what makes the relationship successful. But you cannot rely on them for, like, your foundation. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Right? It works. (laughs) It just, like, it makes so much sense, and it works on so many levels. I love it. (sighs) It's also hilarious to me, just, like... (laughs) How much she doesn't like to cook and how obvious that was. She really doesn't. I didn't realize, like, how much she hated it. Um, And how much your grandma hated it. Like, dang. Yeah. My grandmother, um, I don't know if that was just, like, some, like, covert feminism, like, coming out in her. But she was just, like, not about cooking. She just wasn't. Even Uh, though she did it, she did it because she knew she had to provide for her family. But she's like, listen, this is not a thing I enjoy. This is like a necessity. Yes. This is out of a need. Yes. Um, Which is why I think uh, everyone in my family, like, they're just, like, they look at me and they're just like, what happened there? (laughs) Like, why? Why do you even like this? Right? You're supposed to rebel against this. You are technically rebelling against the patriarchal norms. Technically. I guess I am. (laughs) Rebel, rebel without a cause. (laughs) <laughs> well, your cause is cake. Um, <laughs> oh, it works. Yeah. No, but I enjoyed both of those. So did I. I'm really glad we talked to our moms, um, and I feel like they gave us lots of great advice mm-hmm. in all aspects of your life. Like, and we're, my mom is kind of opposite of your mom in terms of like my mom is always like to to cook and bake and your mom is <laughs> yes. never like to cook and bake but they're kind of aligned on like the life advice just like do what you you know do what you have with what you can don't expect somebody else to do that for you like it's you know moms i feel like on a on a molecular level all, all moms are aligned this is true like i feel like at their core both of their messages were like work work 
on what's work on what's in front of you with what you have. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Uh, I hope that you all enjoyed our moms. They are basically, well, at least my mom is the reason why I am the way I am. I'm definitely more sarcastic than my mom. Mm. Oh, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I I developed wit and I just kept going. My mom is super <laughs> witty, but she she laughs at me sometimes. She's like, what are you even saying? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've definitely taken a step further. But she's, she's all the things I like <laughs> in people. <laughs> me too. I always tell my mom that all of the good in me is because of her. Truly. And it's weird because, like, um, she, like when we were in Ireland, uh, like I, I, like I figured out how to like how the Dublin public bus system worked really quick. Oh, okay. And she was like, "How did you do that? How did you figure it out?" And I was like, "I've been watching you figure things out my entire life. Like, <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. we, we were little and you had to like fix a leaking or fix a flooded basement. Like you figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird for her to." Again, be inspired by me when I've been inspired by her my whole life. Yeah, she always thinks she thinks I'm I'm great. I don't know. Like <laughs> she thinks all her kids are great because she's like she's like she loves that my sister you know taught herself to uh, sign and that's my sister's whole job as a sign language interpreter. But she's like she's been you know on TV. She's she's gone all over the world um, doing sign language, and my brother has. He's always done marketing and stuff, but he he just never gave up. And she's just like, all my kids are like amazing. I'm like, I I still live with you, so <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> you and now you know that not all achievements are measured the same yardstick. It's true. You know that. <laughs> I'm fine. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was moms. Yay. Moms. Those angels. Uh, bacon bit. Bacon is very is very brief okay. this 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 week. Um, in honor of Abby's turn to whole thirty, her vicious betrayal of everything uh, that I thought. I know. We stood Don't for. worry, it's literally. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> At the end of this thirty days, I'm getting McDonald's breakfast. Like that's on my calendar. I love that. That <laughs> I love that. I love that you have that planned. Um, so, oh, how much of this backstory do I want to tell? I made these cookies um, once for a boy. <clears throat> oh, also, we didn't talk about that. My mom, I hope everyone oh, took note that yes. my mother um, t- <laughs> learned how to make lasagna. My, lasagna is the one complicated thing that my mother can make. And why? Because of a man. It is so interesting, the parallels. that. <laughs> uh, listen, I, it's like, oh, Ooh, wow. Did she even know? Wow. Did she even know? No, um, I mean, I like laughed. I laughed and laughed and laughed. And then, you know what? She probably knows now because uh, she's like a, she's like our new biggest fan. Right. Yes. <laughs> so she's undoubtedly listened to episode four, the boys episode yes. right now. <laughs> but we haven't talked about That's it. okay. So yeah, I hope everyone noticed that um, like mother, like son. <laughs> <sighs> so these cookies I learned how to make because at the time I was, 
Oh, God, I don't want to go into details. There was a boy in my life who was on paleo, and these are paleo-friendly cookies. They're not Whole30 compliant, sadly. Yeah, because I think they have oats in them, which I cannot have. <sighs> That's sad. It's okay. Uh, oh, actually, there's no oats, but here. So oh. the, these are banana coconut chocolate chip cookies. They are made with half a cup of coconut flour, one teaspoon of baking soda, mm-hmm. two very ripe bananas, mashed, four tablespoons of coconut oil, two eggs, a pinch of salt, and a third to a half a cup of chocolate chips. Nice. Are those Simple. are those whole 30 ingredients or not even a little bit. I can't have the womp womp womp. <laughs> it's okay. I can have some of it, but a good portion of the t- the tasty things I can't have. It. It's fine. Whole 30 just sounds evil. It's right. not that bad. <laughs> so these are not whole 30 compliant, but they are definitely paleo compliant and they're low-ish carb, um, which is what was important to this person. And also I ate them and they do not taste bad. That's good. <laughs> that was not a ringing endorsement. I know. Is it? Is it a no-bake? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. You, so you take all those ingredients. Uh, you mix them together in one bowl. All you need is one bowl. Mm-hmm. And you bake them at 350 for about 20 minutes. Oh. Super easy. Um, and they come out uh, not with like a chewy texture, but, you know, like a cookie texture. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, you know, soft and fluffy, um, you know, salty oat chocolate chunkina cookies. But if you are low carb, if you are paleo and you're mm-hmm. just having a jonesing for something sweet, these will hit the spot. Or if you just, you know, want to use less sugar in your life. Right. Or if you like coconut and bananas and chocolate. Which sounds really good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry if this is, like, torture for you. It's fine. No, I have... Someone, like, had uh, um, their lunch, and it was Portillo's. It's, like, Portillo's, Italian beef, and a cheese cup and fries. Oh, disrespectful. And I was just like, let me eat my plantain chips. That mm-hmm. is so... I'd be like, you need to leave. I... <laughs> this is a safe space. You need to go. It's fine, because it's like... It, it does make you pause on purpose. Instead of just grabbing something and eating it. It's like, why do you want that? Well, because it tastes good. And, it, you know, it tastes like love. But um, at the same time, I'm like, this is going to make me feel gross and sluggish. So, I get it. Ugh. 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 Anyway, bacon bit. (laughs) Yay! Okay, so it is that time again. Abby, tell me, yes. what was the secret ingredient this week? Um, my secret ingredient this week is Beyonce. And yes! I'm being, you know, real honest with myself. She's basically always my secret ingredient, just for life, you know. Really true. and truly. <laughs> um, this week she has posted a little more than usual on, on Instagram. She is out she, here on Instagram. She Okay, I don't know what her current obsession with, like, posting all her outfits, posting in the elevator behind her apartment, that, like, freight elevator that we all know is there. Um, It's, like, her favorite spot to pose. But, like, she's been very, very, like, she's posting all this fashion things. Like, is she... 
if she drops the fashion line, if this is what she's leading up to, oh yeah, my I god! Feel like, Sorry, I, I right? Just got like, a it feels like something is coming, right? But I just don't know what it is because she's just that, like all oh. over the place. She's like on Broadway. She's that the James Blake. So she's just like she's everywhere. Yes, and I'm like, she's what? she's heavily what? investing in the arts right now, right. and in fashion. Which oh, why didn't I even see the clues? She likes to do this anyway. Um, but she posted this like beautiful pink and uh, pink outfit um, oh to SZA's Love Galore. Yes, and at first I died. I died. At first, I did. I was watching it without sound because sometimes she doesn't have music. It'll just right. be like outfits, outfits. Um, and right. then I tapped it, and I, I just, and it's oh. not like I haven't heard the song before, you know. But it, but no, it just she... paired with Beyonce and the what? fact that she picked it. You know, she handpicked it because she never doesn't like anything she picks is like a big deal. I just. Right. I, I, it was like I, can't, even, was, I can't even work right now. She was like I just, anointing I SZA. She was blessing was like, SZA. This is so amazing. And then uh, what uh, even got better is SZA in the comments. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's yes. just like. Blah, blah, blah. I love it. I love it. She's it's just so, like right to gibberish. So and she's like BRB right? screaming in Whole Foods. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. It's, it's so perfect. And I just loved I just, it as like a moment of like black women her. celebrating she, each other. Oh life. my god, it was I like, so great. I just love everything about her. I'm I'm the type of fan that doesn't necessarily know all the words to every song. And please don't come for me, Beehive. I love you. I'm one of you. I'm one of you. Okay, we are together. But I'm the type of fan that like wants to know what her vitamin regimen is and like how many hours of sleep she gets and like if she were to buy a brand of underwear, like could she recommend one to me? Mm. I'm that type of person that just like wants to be her best friend. Um, but not in like a weird stalkerish kind of way. Cause I don't, I, I'm not cool like that, but, um, I just, I just want to like, you know, share knowledge, but mostly have her share it with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the type of fan I am. I love her. It's also, anyway, it's just crazy she just, how she made my whole week. It's just crazy how Beyonce has us be, like, she can't ever just post something to Instagram. Like, everyone right away is like, oh, is it a fashion line? Like, we have to, like, decode the clues. Like, Beyonce has us all because so whipped up in a frenzy at all the time. That, like, we can't just enjoy her. We have to, like, if what does it mean? Just... What does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> if she wouldn't if she wouldn't drop clues like that, then we wouldn't have to do this. Because, she has got us trained. She, she, she dropped clues got... about lemonade. She, yes. she she did. She had a whole thing about lemonade. She dropped clues about having twins. She dropped clues about them being a boy and a yes. girl. Like, we... Like, and, and we're just like, we, we're not looking at the signs. So obviously we need to be looking at this, that obviously something's yes. happening. She doesn't do anything just for kicks and giggles ever. Never. Oh, bless her for it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, um, what was your secret ingredient? Um, the secret ingredient this week was uh, spandex. And I actually don't want to <laughs> expand upon it anymore because we all know what spandex does and we're grateful for it. <laughs> And I would like, actually, I don't know what to call it, but what, what what would be the opposite of a secret ingredient? I don't know. Well, <laughs> the, like the spoiled egg? I don't know. The, but the, the rotten egg? I don't know. We're going to work on it. But this week, I just, I want to, I want to just very briefly talk about something that like brought a damper to my otherwise fantastic, excellent week. Oh. And that was the musical Wicked. <laughs> So listen, I only all, recently, <laughs> within like the past fiscal year, have gotten into musicals. Like I was not like a big musical person. Still, I like I find a lot of them kind of cheesy still. But anyway, but um, when my mom was visiting in New York, we went to go see one. She came mm-hmm. back, we saw another one. I went with a cousin to see another. I've seen Chicago, so I've seen a few of them, and I and I enjoy them. Like I've had I've had fun, and so I know that um, Wicked is like 
a big deal. And it is. It's been playing for decades. It and, has. Um, I love The Wizard of Oz, and I've heard Defi- Defying Gravity, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a, there's like belting, there's a lot happening. I was like, this sound, yeah. So I just assumed that Wicked would be good, but Wicked is really bad, like really bad, like really, really, really bad. If you if you are even paying attention just a little bit to Wicked, you'll realize like, wow, this is this is kind of it's not racist, but I'll, it kind of is. <laughs> it is right. Like let's let's call a spade a spade. A story about how a group of white people mess up a woman of color's life. Like literally, she's a different color. She's literally a woman of color. <laughs> oh my god! And like. <laughs> And at, at intermission, my mom, she looks at me and she goes, there's too much singing? Like, she was like, <laughs> she was like, she knew what a ridiculous thing that was to say at the musical, but she was correct. There was too much singing. It's like going to Rent and saying there's too much singing, which there is. But, like, you, you don't go to Rent and say there's too much singing, but there is absolutely wicked. <sighs> yes. And so, uh, just... Like, the crazy story with, like, oh, there's goats, and also, like, what? Oh, it was just, it was just, there was just so much happening. Um, and I, like, other than, than Define Gravity, which, okay, so I know I just trashed Wicked, but um, when Homegirl hit the end of Define Gravity, you know, and she's mm-hmm. just, like, belting, mm-hmm. I literally mm-hmm. shed a tear. It's such a powerful song to, like, see live. It is. And it it has to do with, like, overcoming adversity. And that has a good message. Like, that song. That. And I just wish that the rest of the musical, like, was was at that level. (laughs) Or or, or was even, like, worthy of being in the company of that song. Yeah. I feel like I... I feel like... Okay, so the the musical is built off a book. I read the book and it was awful. Like, I didn't actually read the whole book. I gave it to the library because I was like, I don't want anybody to buy this. (laughs) But someone can rent this for free. Um... But I feel like they built the musical off of that one song. They're like, this is a really good song. We should, you know, do yeah. the whole thing. And then yeah, they just were like, uh... And I didn't want to tell you that it was awful because I was obsessed with it in college. But I also went to a, like an all-white school of Christians. Um, and they were obsessed with it. Like, obsessed. So I was, like, by proxy also obsessed. But yeah. I didn't actually listen <laughs> to... <laughs> what it was actually saying until after college and i was like yo this wrong like this is not oh wow like wait a um, minute wait a minute yes yeah and i listened i actually listened to it recently and i was like i didn't how did i not like i was just, i was just so blind in college but yeah i was like i'm gonna let him figure this out <laughs> so, because he already has tickets so. yeah so the reason that we went is because it was broadway week so all the shows had two for one tickets nice um, our original choice was lion king obviously mm-hmm. um, but those sold out so quick and we we're like oh wicked and again it's been running for so long and it's such a big like cultural thing or at least it was no it still is because it was so like our show was sold out i just assumed that it would be good i i don't i don't know what's wrong with me so <laughs> well anyway is it was it mostly white people in the show in the show? Oh, yeah, it was 100% white. Yeah, it was 100% white people. Yeah. In the show, yeah. Not, or seeing the show was, like, mostly just white oh, people? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's <See? laughs> Trying to think. I'm okay. trying to think if I saw any people of color. Dear Lord. Oh, wow. Well, it doesn't, I mean, even if you saw Hamilton, you would still see a bunch of white people, because that's the only people that can get tickets. I was going to say, like, uh 
I will say, great gowns though. Great, dra- uh, great set design. Great, great gowns. Great gowns. You, Beautiful gowns. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Aretha. <laughs> but uh, just terrible, terrible plot and yep. awkward songs and <sighs> yeah. So that was the the spoiled ingredient of the week. <laughs> I, I hope I don't want to make this like a recurring feature. It's just this week. I just I just I had to get it off my chest. No, I kind of like it. <laughs> so maybe yeah. it will be a recurring feature. Everyone's it in a was while. notable. We'll see. But um, yeah. So wicked. Don't do it. <laughs> <sighs> so that is it from us, right? I think Yay. we've covered everything. Thank you so much yeah. for listening again. Yes, you keep coming back, and I just. I just, it astounds me every time. <laughs> um, you can visit us at madewithmelanin.com. You can mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter at madewmelanin. You can follow us on Instagram at madewithmelaninpod. Abby, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me everywhere uh, and anywhere at Abby Blue J. Um, A-B-B-Y-B-L-U-J-A-Y. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MichaelRxS. You can see the things that I bake, even though I haven't been putting pictures. I need to update it. At Thunderspies yes, CO. I have a whole like video like queued up. I just need to anyway. What? I know! Uh, <laughs> I love your videos. I'm too busy seeing terrible musicals. Uh. Um, <laughs> please, if you like us, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yes. If you don't like us, don't rate us. Just don't say anything. Like, I appreciate you just not saying anything. If you don't, don't have anything nice to say, please sit down. Yeah, exactly. Yay. <laughs> See how easy that is? It's so simple. So simple. All right. Remember to use what you have and remember to make sure that your cake be is your own done cake. first. <laughs> be your own cake. Don't be someone else's cake. It doesn't sound as good when you try and make it succinct, but I know. you all know what you're saying. <laughs> Yes. You all know what we're saying. And if you have a mom that you love and uh, have communication with, call her. See how she's doing. Yes. Yes. You should. She likes you. Yeah. If you. That was a good way to put it. Because, like, not everyone gets along with their mom. But if you're generally a person who gets along with their mom, you should call your mom. Yeah. She would would love to hear from you. Yeah. She thinks you're great. She is your biggest fan. Probably. That's true. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're like Viola Davis or something, then she has a lot of biggest fans. Anyway, um, keep going. <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye.